Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, and I'm here with my PIC. It's Uncle Bobby B, baby. And today we're on location. Well, I'm on location, and Uncle Bobby B's man cave. I'm just at home. Just at home. Yeah. Yeah, I tried I tried to make it, like, better than just at home. Yeah. It's, it's like your bat cave. Yeah. Still at home. All right, he's still at home. Okay, fine, he's still at home. We're in his basement, actually, if you must know. And uh, we just finished watching MLW. Uh, we're here to give our reactions and reviews, as we always do on MLW Rewind. And uh, should we, we should just jump right into it, or... Do you have anything you wanted to say? Uh, no, just early early questions. Uh, how many wardrobe changes did Alicia Atute have during this episode? That's a trivia question. If you're watching, comment below. Comment. We want to know how many outfit changes she had. All we'll right. give you a hint. It's a number on this many. <laughs> it's not this many, but it's in between this and this. We love Alicia. She's styling and profiling. And, and she uh, looked great in every wardrobe change day. Yeah, and she had a pretty prominent uh, uh, part. She, all over this episode. In this well, episode. it's because of the... It, this is essentially the fallout from last week's episode on her expose. Where she dove deep into Caesar Duran and what he's been doing since Lucha Underground ended. And, uh, well, let's just say she really did expose quite a bit. She gave us some answers, but also gave us a whole lot of questions. One that we still haven't figured out yet, but I'm sure we will as time goes by. Why does Durant have this much power in MLW so early in his appearance in MLW? So that's the major question. We don't have an answer to that yet. So Court Bauer, I mean, I don't know if you can let us know or not, but how come Durant's got all this power, man? I mean, I know you made him the booker, but why did you make him the booker? There's the question. We know he is, but we don't know why. So we don't know what he's got on Court Bauer, what dirty deeds he may have, but... That's all. I mean, that's the only way you can get this much power so early on a company that's not yours is to have something on the man who runs the show. Would you not agree? I, I'm inclined to concur with that assessment. I don't know what he's got on uh, Court, but Court, I hope it's nothing, you know, devastating. Okay? Because you got to battle two billionaires. It doesn't need to be devastating. I hope there's... All I'm saying is I hope there's not a body in an unmarked grave somewhere in Mexico. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I, 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 just, I don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. I think we all hope for that. Um... The rabbit hole goes deep. Apparently it does. Listen, like, if anything, Jared Leto and Denzel Washington taught us one very important thing. All the little things will get you caught. If you haven't seen that movie, watch it. It's really kick-ass. I have no idea what you're talking it's, about. It's a movie called All the Little Things. Oh. Rami Malek, uh, Jared Leto. Really good movie. Really good thriller. My favorite movie involving Jared Leto is American Psycho because he gets killed with an axe. Vicious. Speaking of axes, it's not really a segue, but speaking of axes, this episode starts off with what was supposed to be title fight. Richard Holiday defending the Caribbean strap against King Muertes. But right off the hop, Richard gets attacked by Contra. Hammerstone shows up, but he shows up, unfortunately, when the damage has already been done, and Contra scurries off. That's what we get right off the hop. So right now, at this point, the match is unsure that it is going to happen. He's obviously going to seek metal attention in the back. We'll see what the uh, head medical examiner has to uh, concur, if he's going to be allowed to compete or not. I believe since the concussion, though, that happened when he saved Alicia the first time around from Contra, I believe he was already on the fence about being allowed to compete or not. Yeah, it's just pretty unfortunate that, uh, you know, you see these competitors that recognize they don't have much of a chance against Richard Holiday uh, without trying to take, you know, drastic measures to weaken him uh, to distract him ahead of an important match like this. So, Well, but here's my question. Why was Contra... I mean, we'll find out later on in the episode, obviously. So, spoilers ahead if you haven't watched it yet. But why was Contra attacking Richard Holiday? Why not anybody from Azteca Underground? Why not Los Parks? Why not King Muertes himself? 
Why was Contra attacking Richard Holiday before his match with a member of Aztec Underground? Well, I'm speculating that potentially Richard's um, proximity and friendship with Alexander Hammerstone with has war- now right, put with, him in the crosshairs. Mm-hmm, and with War, Mach- war Chamber very close. Correct. Makes sense. Uh, and, and, you know, you Caesar Duran is could be making backroom deals with Azteca Underground. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. You know what I mean? So, I do. Very, very uh, Sung Su of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm I'm saying that He's right. making backroom deals with Azteca Underground and Contra. Yeah. The enemy of my friend is still my enemy. I get it. Right. I get what you're saying. You know You know what I mean. I get it. I get it. Very, very For once it was me that, that didn't speak right. And I didn't see, unlike you, I'm a professional. I didn't point it out. I just carried on. I carried on. I wasn't a fucking asshole. Um, but anyway, so moving right along, now that that match has been postponed, we get some ladies action. We get Nicole Savoy versus Holiday. And right off the bat, Holiday coming out with what I only can perceive. Uh, Rob told me not to say it, but I'm going to say it. Uh, a gimp. Uh, he was a masked man with a leash. She tied him to her ring corner, if you will, or leashed him to her ring corner like a dog back in the day when you would go to get cigarettes and you would tie your dog to a tree. Same concept. Uh, she came out uh, looking fired up, looking ready to go, featherweight division in good hands. And we also had a guest on commentary, didn't we? We had the first winner of a featherweight match, Willow Nightingale, was was joined on commentary for this match. And Nicole Savoy and Holodead, again, proving why the featherweight division is a strong contender for one of the stronger divisions in MLW. They lit it up. They had a great match, a lot of back and forth. More so, I want to say, the control was firmly in Holodead's hands. And uh, she got Savoy at the end with a very easy submission. And she became victorious. And at that point, Nightingale was leaving the commentary booth saying to St. Laurent, Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to go backstage. Holiday didn't like that very much. She hadn't even exited the ring yet before Savoy or before Willow Nightingale got up in her space. And I think she had full right to defend it because it was her spotlight, her time to shine. I'm not going to say anything bad about Holiday. I think Willow Nightingale should have waited until Holiday had gone to the back to exit the commentary booth. That is disrespect on Nightingale's part. Well, it seems like we now have a reason for those two ladies to have some matchups and Always impressed with Holiday. Uh, she's been a staple. She's been a staple on the indie scene for a while now, and she's just a great wrestler and deserves to get the spotlight that she's gotten. And the best place to show her skills to introduce her to the mainstream wrestling fans, because like you said, she's been a staple in the indies. But a lot of people who are fans in the indies, uh, she's she's been on AEW, I believe. She's been on AEW, but I mean that's a dark match. I'm talking about this is going to be a fixture. We're going to get to see her a lot more often than a dark here or a dark there. Right. That's okay. that's it's going to give us it's going to get more eyes on her to show off her skill set, and she has one impressive skill set. If you don't believe us, watch the match because we don't really talk about the matches anymore because they're so damn good. They talk about themselves. All we do is give yeah. you our reactions. But Nightingale, girl, if you're watching, next time if you're a guest on commentary, wait until the talent has gone to the back. Don't be that person. Okay. It's, it's never going to end well, and it didn't end well. You got your ass handed to you. I, I disagree. I say go out there and do whatever the hell you want. Okay. Take it. Take it, because nobody's uh, going to give it to you. Oh, and side note, though, uh, after Holodead beat her, she left, but the gimp was still leashed to the corner. Yeah, well, He disappeared after. I Somebody just, took him back. But. I just picture Holodead, like, in the back afterwards, just, like, smoking a cigarette, being like, bring out the gimp. And, like... <laughs> And Hand like somebody the leads him into the into the room. Hand on the head. Yeah. Meanie, meanie. yeah. Oh, oh, that scene. Oh. oh, that scene. Pulp Fiction. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Pulp Fiction. Who doesn't not, know what that's? A lot really of people hope. don't know Tarantino movies. I know it surprised me too, but some people don't know Tarantino movies. Well, it's not even that it's a Tarantino movie. It's Pulp Fiction. Like that's that's a, a, a it's a Tarantino movie. It is, but it's a story that he told. 
Imperfection. Anyways. It's perfection. We digress. We do digress because this is not a movie podcast, it's a wrestling podcast. So now we get uh, some backstage interviews. We get some uh, correspondence from our, our one and only backstage interview, Lee Shao Tu. Did, did we skip Matt Cross? No, that match is That's coming up. right now, yeah. That match is coming up. But we did have some backstage correspondence. Uh, maybe I am skipping ahead. I'm not sure. We'll get to that match in a second. Yeah. But I do want to talk about this. Alicia Altoot interviewing Bud Heavy, Philly's new favorite son. Because he got over big time in the early episodes of Fusion. And he came out saying Philly's the place to be. He's got a beer in hand. He's been partying with the people. Next well, thing you know, El Jefe's, I guess, security? The masked luchador, the big masked luchador man who looks very much like King Muertes but is not King Muertes. We'll just call him Masked Man. Masked Man. Walks over. Says something in Alicia's ear. And Alicia literally hands the mic to Bud Heavy and says, I gotta go. It looks, I'm assuming she's, as we find later on, she's been summoned to Durant's office. But just leaves Bud Heavy holding his beer on the mic. And he just, instead of take it, he had an opportunity to become the new backstage correspondent. And Bud Heavy fucked it up. And he just walked away. Well, I think he put Bud Heavy on the spot. He's, uh, what can we say about Bud? He was a six-pack deep when he got in that interview? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and you know, he's not exactly going to be uh, Socrates on the mic, so Socrates. maybe it's better that Bud sticks to the wrestling and leaves that to, to that kind of stuff to Alicia. So I, I, I don't criticize Bud for his choice of action uh, in, in just kind of wandering off into the foreground. Uh, but, you know, Alicia, that was interesting to see her just... I, I, I very scared. Go. She looked very, Let very me tell scared. you, okay? I r happened to run into Alicia at the airport this weekend. She was working a show and I was watching a show. And Alicia's not going to move that quickly for anybody. They were like, they, they, they were calling her like, Alicia, the plane's waiting for you. She was like strolling there. She's like, they ain't going to leave without me. So for Alicia to do that, that's serious business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, now we get on to Matt Cross. Matt Cross, Calvin Tankman. Opera Cup match number two. That's right. In the opening round of the Opera Cup. And this match was epic. Um, firmly in the control of Calvin Tankman. Uh, Matt Cross had a couple moments, but not enough to gain any firm control. Control in this match was all about Tankman. And also, we had another guest on commentary. Because King Mo, leader of Top Flight America, he was out there still trying to recruit Tankman from last week when uh, him and Alex Hayne came out and they said, you should join up with Team... Team Top Flight, because we are the, the newest, hottest faction coming up in uh, MLW. And uh, Calvin Tankman kind of blew him off. Didn't really blow him off. Said, I'll think about it. But he hasn't given an answer yet. So King Mo out there on commentary to do his thing. Uh, I will say this. Matt Cross uh, looked great in the match. But Calvin Tankman is Calvin Tankman. He's heavyweight hustle. Easily uh, wins this one. Well, not easily, well, but definitely wins this one. There was, a, there was a bit of a... There was no... That's just sore losers. As I was going to say, Alicia was out again to interview Matt Cross... I guess in between going to Durant's office, she was out to interview, and she said he said that um, Calvin poked him in the eye. I didn't see the eye poke. Go back, watch, comment below. Let us know if you saw the eye poke. Eye poke or not, Calvin Tankman was going to move on. Matt Cross, yeah, you saw it. Whatever, you were half in the bag yourself. So I don't believe there was a there was a poke. There was no right. poke. Matt Cross just wasn't. Calvin Tankman was the better man today. It was the eye poke of doom. Yeah, well, whatever. Calvin Tankman proved it. He's moving on to round two. Matt Cross. Much like Tom Lawler is going home. I, I, I'm going to take exception to one thing, though. During this match, Calvin Tankman found <laughs> yes. it necessary to yell, fuck that flippy shit. After doing a buck, doing an apron bomb on Matt Cross. I take exception to this, Calvin. And if you hear this, we're, we're, I don't want to have an issue with there's you. No, there's no we. 
This is all him. I'm actually going to step out of frame. Like, I don't, I don't want us to have heat. So maybe you might want to reconsider <laughs> that position. And that would be appreciated. Reconsider Because I say flippy shit is the shit. All right. That's your opinion. Calvin has his. You have yours. We can all agree to disagree. I like how I'm calling out Calvin Tangman, too. Like, he yeah, wouldn't... Like, you're, like, like you're not going to get... Like, like, he wouldn't yeet me into oblivion. Calvin you know what Hankman, I mean? Calvin Tangman could walk up in this room and just blow, and you would go flying Yeah, in the yeah. But anyways... You have no option. Well, if, if he keeps criticizing flippy shit, that, that, that could happen. Yeah, okay. Main event, MLW coming up very soon. Heavyweight Hustle versus Uncle Bobby B. Comment below on who you think would fucking win that match. I already know the winner. Heavyweight Hustle. All day. 10 seconds flat. Actually, fuck it. That's too much effort for you. Four seconds flat. Wow. One hit and, and three seconds to count the victory. Uh, you'd be surprised. I can I can move. I can dodge and... All right, fine. You're right. Five seconds. I'd come in like Bobby Heenan in a weasel suit. It would take you longer to get pulled out of the ring than it would for the entire match. Well, they'd have to get me on the the board with a cervical collar. It would probably take a while. They'd want to make sure not to move me to to exacerbate (laughs) my spinal injuries. But yeah, Uh, so Calvin Tangman takes the W. It moves on in the opposite. moving on. Yep. Speaking of Tom Lawler, we should also let everyone know Tom Lawler is officially uh, no longer with MLW on paper. No contract. He is a free agent. Uh, up in the air, he still has a very good relationship with Corp Bauer. They have talked from what we've read or what we've heard on the, the wrestling uh, you know, world uh, pages, YouTube, fucking all that shit. Um, but he's undecided if he wants to continue in wrestling. He also is thinking about possibly a return to the Octagon. So we don't know, but wherever Filthy Tom lands, we know it'll be exceptional TV wherever he ends up. We hope you come back to MLW, but if you don't, best of luck in your future endeavors, man, because you're still one hell of a talent, and your star is awesome. And and I think at the age he's at now, he's like, if I'm going to do another run in the UFC, it's got to be, be now or, or never yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, no matter what he does, wish him the best of luck, and uh, thank you for all the uh, fantastic wrestling memories. Right. And we also, like, like guys, like I said, we may be jumping back and forth just because we, we just watched it. We went outside to kind of talk about what we were going to say. And now we're just kind of going off a of fly, giving our reaction. I may have. Uh, we con- definitely skipped a few parts. And if we did, it's okay. But it's a reaction show. It's not going to be 100% perfect. I may have consumed some things that are completely legal in Canada. So we're just getting to the meat me. and potatoes. Speaking of meat and potatoes. I'm vegetarian. Okay, sorry. Speaking of soy, meat, and potatoes. Thank you. Okay. Speaking of soy and potatoes. <laughs> starch and soy. There you go. Um, Alicia, now, I guess at this point, shows up to Durant's office. Durant is rather upset uh, about the expose. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, she may have let out into the world was not 100% factual. And he's going to take it out. He's going to take it out, but not on her, on Richard Holiday. But he demands that she sit front row with him and some champagne. And security to keep the MLW fans a little bit at bay. And she will watch the demise of Richard Holiday lose his Caribbean strap and no longer have a title in MLW. Which is so sad. We're not saying that Alicia painted Richard in this corner. But there is something more than meets the eye. Uh, I actually, uh, I guess this is kind of a, a hot take. But my daughter actually sat down with Richard Holiday. Yes, the mini host got five questions with the dynastic one. And the last question was... Are you and Alicia Altuk dating? Should I give the answer? Yes. Okay. Find out 2 p.m. on Saturday on YouTube. Straight Talk Wrestling. Subscribe, like, and comment. Look at that. What a bait and switch, motherfucker. What a bait. It's a beautiful thing, eh? So good. I can tell you off camera. You piece of shit. Yeah, you love it. You're going to watch it anyways. You watch them all. 
So well, I mean, like I said, I didn't see Richard this weekend, but I saw Alicia. So yeah, but just because they're not together doesn't mean they're not an item. I don't think they're an, they're an item. I'm not saying that they're an item, but there's definitely an attraction. But I mean, if they I can, care about each other, if I let's can just, just say that Richard won't admit it. But they care. They they have a mutual respect for each other. Okay. and Don't want anything bad to happen to one another. If there is a budding romance, there's a, there might be. But right now, can we at least say they both don't want anything bad to happen to the okay, other? Okay. Yes. But I want to speak to briefly um, just some of the fantastic little things. All the, see all the little things. But let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Sorry. With Alicia and Cesar sitting ringside and. Camera was cutting back a lot to Alicia's face, to Cesar's face. All oh, the cells. The the little things that they both were doing with their facial expressions, the little just the little looks and nods and even a flick of an eyebrow. It was fantastically done. It was well filmed, well directed, and well played by both of them. Um even even when Alicia came into his office and he's like, Alicia out. And, and she's like a, a, a toot. Just that little bit alone. We had another like, wardrobe change. Yeah, by the way. we we popped for it. I think that was like wardrobe change four, three, I, uh, three or four. We, we noticed it maybe like three in. Like, <laughs> is she wearing another different outfit? I'm like, wow. But yeah, good for her. Like, kill it, girl. You're you're killing it right now, and we're so happy for you. Absolutely. And you know what though? Like I said, uh, like you said, all the little things. Okay, but I'm saying it was it was done well. It made us care about both parties because she's sitting next to Duran, who we all don't trust. So that makes us nervous because we don't want anything bad to happen to her. But she's also watching her friend. co-worker, her friend, friend uh, whatever you may want to call her friend frenemy. Thank you. Her frenemy. She's got a lot of those. Uh, her frenemy, uh, you know, kind of get his ass handed to him because he wasn't 100% going into this match. This is true. So right after she leaves the office, again, I'm not sure exactly where this happened in the episode, but we do get a little bit of a backstage uh, interview with Richard Holiday. She's saying, you don't look good. You don't look ready. I'm going to fight. When you're breathing rarefied air, you can do it. I'm going to fight. Were you cleared? No, I was not cleared. I was told to not wrestle tonight, but I am going to defend my championship. So, you know what? If, if they're trying to turn Richard Holiday face, they're doing very well because he's got that never quit attitude. He went out there when he was not 100% to defend the strap. Hold on. When was he not a face? He's the face of MLW. Hammer's a face. Richard Holiday is like uh, on the, the, the line between heel and face. Sometimes he does stuff that makes you love him. Sometimes he does stuff that See, makes you hate him. But no, Hammer no. you love all the time. See, if you're a consumer, okay. then uh, you don't see it that way. I am a consumer. Then you know that Holiday is always in the fans' hearts. You know what, Rob? I apologize. You're right. My comments, I take them back full out. I am a consumer. I am a member of the Dynastic Consumers, okay? And I know good coffee. And Richard Holiday's coffee is fantastic, by the way. I tried it. It's amazing. Okay? It's like a shot of caffeine in a cup. It's like a shot of rarefied air. It's liquefied, oh rarefied air. Okay, he's not here. You don't have to pander to him. I'm not pandering. Okay, fine. It's liquid, rarefied fucking air. There. But he was not 100%, and he should have not been in this match. So, me as a fan, I was concerned. Yeah, of course, but... I'm sure he'll be he'll be back to his best soon enough, and and I don't think he's gonna take this line down. I think with this uh, turn of events, we could see Hammer and Richard uh, being brought closer together as they defend each other during War Chamber. Correct. With EJ and Duca as well. He, Correct. We still with- don't know who the fourth man of Team Hammer is. That has not been revealed yet, but I'm sure it'll be somebody who's got an axe to grind. 
with Contra. If I could throw anybody out there, just to make, you know, just throw anybody out there, there used to be a member of Injustice. Member of Injustice has disappeared. His name is escaping me now because I'm putting myself on the spot. Oh, Cotto Brazil. Cotto Brazil. He's still around in the world. Reincarnations in MLW happen all the time. Okay, we've seen it. Selena apparently killed Conan. Then eight months later, Conan came out with 5150. So reincarnations in MLW, they happen. It's a multiverse. It's a multiverse, thank you. So this is a different timeline. But Cotto Brazil could be the fourth man. I'm not saying it is, but he has a huge axe to grind with Contra. So if anybody's going to show up as a fourth man, Cotto Brazil, in my opinion, is my number one choice. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't even have speculation on who it's going to be, but I feel like it's going to be somebody that is not currently wrestling in MLW. Hmm, you think it's going to be a new face? We're going to see. Not necessarily new, but somebody who's not been there for the last while. Some people, the last episode that we dropped for Rewind that featured uh, the uh, the new guest host, the mini host, <laughs> my daughter, um, somebody commented that he actually believes the fourth man could be a former member of Dynasty. That's right. MJF, he believes, could make an appearance as the fourth man to help his brothers in arms one final time before he goes back to handling business at AEW. What do you think about that angle? I mean, it's not impossible, but I don't know. I don't know if it could happen. That would be... That would be a... a, That would be a game changer. That would put... That would put... Hammer's team, in my opinion, in the driver's seat. But I feel like it's going to be more of, this is just my own opinion and speculation, I feel like it's going to be a new signing that will be there for more than just one match. As did I. And so when I commented to that gentleman's comment, I said, I honestly believe it's going to be Davey Richards. I believe it's going to be the lone wolf. I know he's a lone wolf. He doesn't really fight in packs. But this is a chance to really uh, sink his teeth into the roster. And if he's going to chase champions, chase titles... Why not be in a ring with a former MLW heavyweight champion and the current MLW champion? Yes, you have to fight in that match, obviously, but you can still watch, still learn. It's better than studying tape if you're right next to the men. Yeah, but do you want to ally yourself with the man whose title you're chasing? I mean, sometimes alliances can be formed only to be broken later on. It is wrestling. If it is Davey Richards, then I would say Hammer's got to watch his back. I agree. I agree. So before we get to the main event, speaking of War Chamber, speaking of Contra, like we've been speaking this whole episode, we have to talk about the little backstage, you know, one-on-one talk we saw with Joseph Samael and former MLW champion, Jacob Fatu. Fatu's pissed. Obviously, he's lost his title. He doesn't have a strap on him. He's pissed. He's upset. Samuel trying to calm him down, saying, don't worry. Don't worry. I've got a plan. Fatu calms down, looks Sam right in the eyes, looks Joseph right in the eyes. And Joseph says, War Chamber. And then, right when he's about to reveal a plan, the poor MLW cameraman is caught in the corner. Fatu chases him down. We don't know if he's okay, but I have to say, you know who's the hardest workers in MLW? The fucking cameraman. Those guys go... Last week? Okay, last week, or two weeks ago, cameraman had his shoes stolen by 5150. I just hope that... During the Barclay brawl almost a year ago now, okay, the cameraman witnessed... You know, the assaulting of Hammerstone and then saying, holy shit, we got to get the fuck out of here. He was what? afraid for his life. Why are you yelling at me? Your mic, you're clipping the mic. I'm, 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 I'm building. I'm building to what he said. I can see saying, the light going yellow, red, yellow, red. Oh, there's, oh, okay. You know what? All I'm saying is, is that the cameraman in MLW don't get enough 
fucking credit for the. They put themselves on the Hard line. Hard workers, every those day. cameramen. Hope they have medical benefits. I hope they do too, man. If they don't, they should. And they so should, should so should wrestlers for that matter. Thank you, thank you, one hundred percent. So yeah, that just unfortunate that the cameraman again probably didn't go away with that without a few scars. Caught in the crossfire, one hundred percent. And now on to what was the opening match, which is now the main event. Uh, because Richard had to seek medical attention. Uh, King Muertes versus Richard Holiday for the Caribbean strap. Uh, this match was unfortunately, in a lot of ways, very one-sided. It didn't help with Durant ringside. Because when Holiday went out of the ring to try to catch a break, Muertes was on him. Durant poured champagne all over uh, Richard Holiday. Alicia Altoot was very nervous. Uh, she looked outraged by, uh, by the Richard campaign. probably, again, not 100% being the assault that happened at the beginning of the show. But also uh, having his frenemy ringside next to this guy had to be a concern for him in the back of his head in a small amount so not focused fully on his opponent and obviously um another turn like we said we talked about backdoor deals sensei desk squad members at the entrance blocking the entrance and then an assault by a contra member getting involved in this match nobody stopping anything king muertes unfortunately gets the one two three and we now have a new caribbean champion and richard holiday is titleless and Alicia Altu was outraged. She stood up. She threw down her glass of champagne, said a few unkind words, or a few, well, probably deserving words to Cesar Durant before she stormed off. But I don't think Durant is done with either of them by a long shot. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And unfortunately, Alicia, as much as your investigative reporting was phenomenal, you've painted bullseyes on a lot of people's backs now because you did an expose on a person who did not want to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do shit like that, it's bound to be repercussions and consequences. And now you are starting to see the beginning of these consequences. What's next for you two? I don't know. But it's only going to get worse. And Richard Holiday's got War Chamber coming up in less than two weeks. So, man oh man, I hope whatever Hammer's got planned, whoever the fourth man is, I hope Team Hammer is ready. Because Team Contra is not playing fair. No, they are not. So all in all... What could you say? This episode of Alpha is in the can. Uh, it was a great episode. Every episode Solid. of Alpha has been awesome. There hasn't been any weak points. I mean, Rob had one beef today. Calvin Tank was saying, fuck that flippy shit. Yeah, but that wasn't a weak point of the show. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a great point. My personal it was, issue. It was your beefing. Uh, you're beefing. You're beefing with them. No, MLW's been solid. They're they're making moves. Can't wait to see what else is in store over the coming uh, months and 2022. Uh, and we're also hopefully going to get some answers to our questions. Because that expose, like I said, it answered a few questions, but it also opened a lot of doors that questions need to be answered. So hopefully we can get some answers, and hopefully uh, Alicia too can give them to us, or unless we might have a replacement on our hands, because she might be off camera, because Duran, who knows what he's got cooking? Who knows if he's going to stop her from getting in the building? Who knows? We, we might just have to get her back on here and get some answers ourselves. We might. Maybe I'll reach out to her after the show. We'll get some answers, see if she's okay, check in on her for sure. But yeah, that's it. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Follow us, Straight Talk Wrestling, Instagram, Facebook, at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter. And of course, if you're watching this, thank you so much for uh, checking out Straight Talk Wrestling on YouTube. And hit that subscribe button. It literally takes three seconds. Where is as it? Long as it took me, it's here? over here somewhere. Here? As long as it took me to say it, you could have done it. So help a brother out. We're at 374 subscribers. We would love to get some more because we love bringing the content to you as often as we can. And Uncle Bobby B, shout out your one and only social. You can find me on Instagram at the real Uncle Bobby B. And that's it. That's this one in the can. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay, and my podcast life partner. That's me, Uncle Bobby B. 
Sunglasses inside didn't look good. I thought it was going to build. It didn't build. No, it was, no, there was no build. Well, I'm not going to take them off now. I'm probably committed. You were buildless. Just, just stop the recording. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. Adios. Later.